Hey, Dr. Mike here. Is the time change throwing you off a little bit? You know, it could be your circadian rhythm. Stay tuned to find out how to fix it. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gossard. Welcome to Live Foreverish. I'm your host, Dr. Mike, and I'm with my co-host, Dr. Crystal Gossard. Welcome. Hello. What about what about the uh, time change for you? What? How do you feel? Oh, well, you know, I actually love falling back. You get the extra hours. It's like, finally, my body can get back into sync. Get that yeah. extra hour of sleep. You know, the challenge, obviously, is trying to, you know, decide what to do. Do, do I stay up later? Do I go to bed earlier? See, I would say stick to your routine because we know the routine's important. Now you'll have to adjust in the morning and you'll get used to mm -hmm. it after a couple of days. But, um, you know, for me, it's tough because I wake up, I go to bed pretty early, you know that. And so for me, I wake up when right when the sun starts coming up. And so right, right before the time change, right? Um, okay. you know, so we're in South Florida, the sun's coming up around 645, 650. That's what I'm waking up. But now it's an hour before. So now I'm getting up at 550, you know, almost six. I'm like, that's too early. I don't need to be up that early. Right. Yeah. So it affects but, me that way, you know? Yes. Well, some people, they can actually continue to sleep. You know, your body's already on a rhythm, but yeah. for someone like me, I'll still need an alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I haven't used an alarm clock probably in 20 years. Oh, yes. I have the alarm clock and it and, and the phone playing. alarm and other alarms. And <laughs> yes, I mean, I have an old school alarm clock. Yeah. Like, by the bed. Oh, one of those. <laughs> yes. That's great. Well, tell us a little bit about. OK, so the whole idea here is um, so we have a, this thing in our bodies called it's not a thing. It's a system, right? It's right. it's the circadian rhythm. You know, our our physiology, our metabolism, hormones, all of this are kind of set on this ebb and flow kind of throughout your day based a little on night and daytime. Mm -hmm. And it's that rhythm that's been shown to be very important, right? It's almost foundational to a lot of other pillars of health, like inflammation and stress and sleep and what have you. Um, so, so what we're really talking about today is how to keep your circadian rhythm in tune and healthy. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the time change and, so now we're going back to what's called standard time. So we're in the fall, right? right? So mm -hmm. we're going back an hour. So so daylight savings is ending. A lot of people get that mixed up, right? So we're going back right. to standard time. Tell us, like, is that good or bad? Like, what, what kind of effect is the change having on us? Should we stop making the change? What have you found out? Well, I, according to the Academy of Sleep Medicine, the, it's great to be on standard time. Standard time is best aligned with the biology of the circadian clock. Um, it seems that this, the standard time, you're more in tune with sunrise and sunset. Um, people sleep better. They're more alert during the day, during the standard time um, period. That's so, yeah. you know, they actually, the, and this is they, the American Academy of Sleep Medicine published an official position on this. Um, they feel like we need to get rid of daylight savings time. 
um, and they outline several of the health risks associated with daylight savings time. And it's not just that period where people are trying to adjust, where, you know, you, you bring yeah. your clocks early, but spring forward, yeah, <laughs> how I yeah. think of it. Yeah. It's not just during, you know, the three or four days that people have to adjust. It's just in general that, that those months where your clocks are forward an hour, there are, you know, increased uh, health huh. risks during so that it, time. It throws us off at the beginning when we spring forward, but it, it continues to throw us off a little bit, right? I do exactly. know that, um, what, it's something like 18% or there's an 18% increased risk of adverse medical events in daylight savings, something like that, right? Yes, and that's related to human error. So basically, the nurses, the doctors, the the hospital staff, the doctor's office, they are not. <laughs> so, do, so don't go into the hospital during daylight saving times, right? Yeah, stay, right. stay. Now's the time to go into the hospital. Now's the time to have the heart yes. attack. <laughs> that extra hour of sleep makes a difference. It with, makes sense. Dr. Yeah. Crystal, let's think about it, right? We're born into this world. We're, we're meant to be in tune with night and day. That's the circadian rhythm, right? And there's mm -hmm. a, there's the standard time. And we come along and we decide we want to mess with it, <laughs> right? That's what that's essentially what we do. Well, we, and, and maybe there was good reason back in the farming days. Right. And what have, I, I'm not going to get whatever. But at, at the end of the day, humans come in and we got to control it all. We can even control time. <laughs> and it messes everything up. Yes, Dr. Mike. But I'll have to tell you, there are arguments for it. This has become a political issue. There are bills that are set forth. There are some states that just say, you know what? Forget about it. We're not doing this. And then but you can't, but that's where you can't. How see this? You know what's going to happen? We're going to end up having parts of the United States, like different parts at different times. So you're going to imagine taking a trip from like, you know, we're in South Florida and we got to go out to California. Who knows what time it's going to be when we actually get there? You got the four hour time different, but then they may be uh, in daylight saving time. Maybe they aren't in daylight. I mean, right. it's, it's, it's going to be crazy. Yes. Yes. Because because it is something that it, I guess it's up to the state as to now, whether or not it, they we, want it, to participate. It needs to be national, right? We all, come on. It, right. it needs to be considered. You can't have even, I, I think there's even cities. There's, I, I always remember here when I was a kid, like there's some city in Arizona that doesn't, the city itself doesn't <laughs> follow daylight saving, but Arizona does. I'll so you, tell you, you could be driving in Arizona into that city and the time changes. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things, but I guess that the fact of the matter is regardless, there are certain things you can't control. Obviously, if you want to vote for or against, that's something you can control. But for now, nutritional supplements yeah, can help sure. you to adjust better. Yeah. Tell us, we tell do us know more, that. tell us more about the circadian rhythm. I, I kind of touched on it a little bit, but what what really are we talking about when we say circadian rhythm? And is it is 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 it better to say circadian rhythms? Because isn't it really not just this over? There's each cell has its own little rhythm, right? That then kind of is in tuned with the overall. I, I explain that a little bit for us. Very true. So you have what's called the master clock. This is in the brain. This is what melatonin 
is kind of helping to control that master clock. Uh, the, the input of light coming into your eyes is syncing us with our environment. And, uh, and then that master clock in the brain then communicates with, with these clocks all throughout the body in our cells, every cell, there are genes. And what's happening is those, and we call them the peripheral clocks. They're taking orders from the central clocks. And this is how the body just kind of communicates what's going on. It communicates, Hey, it's morning time. It's time for, you know, you to rise in the morning. It's time now for digestion to kind of kick in. It's time for, um, you know, for blood pressure to yeah. increase so that you can yeah, wake up yeah. and, and get yeah. moving. So that's kind of how that communication happens from, you know, that central clock, then communicating with those peripheral clocks and it's upregulating uh, the genetic expression of thing you know, of proteins that control energy production, that control hormone production, that control the immune system that controls everything, all the organs and tissues in the body. It's kind of, yes. And you know, Dr. Mike, at the beginning, you mentioned this is sort of a pillar. And I love the way you put that because so many people zero in on, I need more energy. What, you know, let me take something to help get energy. And they don't think maybe, maybe, maybe it's my rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did a a lecture on this uh, a couple of years ago and, you know, I, my, my point was, you know, if you're if you're low in energy and you're doing all the things that that your integrative doctor has told you to do mm-hmm. to improve energy, and maybe it's helping a little bit, not quite. Maybe that's the time instead of adding more CoQ10 or adding more of it. Maybe you got to take a step back and think about circadian rhythm. Right. So it's and, it's your foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And so many people, you know, when you think about the rhythm, then you have to think what throws it off, Doctor Mike. Yeah. Well, why isn't my well, rhythm in sync? We already know daylight savings time. That's why it's stupid. <laughs> oh, Dr. Mike. So, okay. We know how he feels about it. So yes, <laughs> daylight savings time, uh, shift work. My oh, brother, oh, I bet that's a big one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to big. tell you, my brother has his schedule. He loves it, but he works one week on one week off. And the week that he's working, he works overnight. Starts yeah. at 6 p.m., works until, you know, 6 a.m. the next morning. He does that for a week. And then the next week, he's oh, off. That has to just be crazy. I asked him, I said, what? yeah, what, how do you manage? And he actually said it takes him on his week off. It takes him maybe three days or so before he's Start to feel normal. normal. Yeah, yeah. But then two days later, he has to go back into that that thing. Yes. So I told him, I said, you know, do you take melatonin? If not, you should. Yeah. I got to tell you, when I was in medical school and I had to do the surgery rotation, Mm -hmm. um, we were on call every third night. So every third night I stayed up, every third day I stayed up for 36 hours. (gasps) Yeah. Well, that can't be healthy or safe for the patient. It was horrible. I, I, I'm not even going to go into some of the things I've saw because people were so tired. Um, and and but I, you listen. You are, you feel it. Everything feels wrong and off mm. when you're doing that kind of work or that kind of shift work. Right. Um, and so, has your brother 
did he start melatonin and did it help or? Well, I just made this suggestion last week. Okay. <laughs> so now, is he is he is he inclined to follow your suggestions or does he usually like oh that's just know, my sister? He's not into supplementation, but I think this is one that I'm working on him. And, and I do feel like he he is willing to take it. So I just need to send them some melatonin. But I'm curious to find out. Maybe we can report back in another show. Yeah, it'd be interesting. How it's know. helping. Yeah. I just feel like maybe it would help switch it to like three days adjusting to maybe one day, you know, one day, get a good, nice rest and you feel normal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even if, if, if you could help him to feel better in, in one day versus three, that's going to make a major difference in his, right. in his life. Right. So melatonin ultimately is acting on that central clock, the main clock, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, so and the, and the dose would be, it, it's hard to give a dose, right? Because everybody's a little different, I guess. Right. Everyone's different in general. About 1.5 milligrams is a nice, good starting dose of a melatonin. Um, if you can find one that's more of a sustained release, um, one that can kind of give you a quick burst and then slowly spread out uh, the delivery of that melatonin throughout the night. It's kind of better. It can help you fall asleep, can help you stay asleep. Yeah. yeah. So that's, you know, the ideal approach. For some people, they can just take, you know, an immediate release melatonin and they're fine. But just understanding that there are other yeah, delivery you, options. Yeah, you may have to play around with it, right? There's no there's no one absolute way of doing melatonin for each person, mm -hmm. right? So so uh, accept the fact that there might be a trial and error, a little approach right. to, find, to find that right dose, that right form. And hey, by the way, not only are you going to help your sleep and help your central clock, more and more research showing melatonin is a great antioxidant for the brain, has some anti-cancer properties, immune boosting properties. I mean, it's it's more than just bone, clock bone and bone health. health. Yeah. So it's more than just clock and sleep. That's that's a, another side benefit you'll get from right. supplement. Now, a lot of people, for a variety of reasons, um, I have a good friend who would love to take melatonin. He's tried it several times, and he can't because the dreams – even at low dose, he had he he describes the most horrific, just intense dreams, and he yes. he wait. He, a matter of fact, it's it gets so bad he he feels panicky when he gets up. Oh, so he can't take melatonin. Are there options for my friend other than melatonin to help? Yeah, well, ashwagandha is really helpful, and there's actually research Great with suggestion. ashwagandha that can help. You know, it's just really very calming. So for someone who's kind of feeling, you know, I'm surprised you you mentioned the anxiety or kind of waking yeah. up anxious. Someone who's feeling that way, ashwag ashwagandha can be very helpful. It's an adaptogen. Um, so help with stress, mood support, as well as sleep. And in the research now, we're seeing that the ashwagandha can help people to wake up feeling more refreshed. Yeah. You ever oh, have to nice. hear from the cust uh, the person who they they fall asleep, they sleep all night, but they still wake up just kind yeah. of feeling like ah, uh, still yeah. kind of it's not right. Down. I'm not. I'm it's, not. Yeah, there's something missing in my sleep. Kind of that's what people often say. Yes. Um, now we have to rule out other things. Sleep apnea could be an issue. Blah blah blah. All that kind of stuff. Of but course. um, but uh, you know, as we get older. You know, my my personal belief in all this is not only do we lose melatonin, right? What is it like uh, by the time you hit 70, you've lost like 80 percent 
or something of your melatonin. Yeah, it's like some crazy number. The saying sleeps like a baby. That's because yeah, because they have all the melatonin. They have all the melatonin. Yeah, they, yeah. So we want to go back to those levels. But I think, you know, when you look at the loss of melatonin um, as we get older, one of the things that happens to us 50s, 60s, 70s is we don't we don't go through the stages of sleep as well. Because melatonin isn't just about knocking you out to go to sleep. Melatonin is important to the clock and to the stages of sleep. Very true. And, you know, the ashwagandha can help with that, too. It can help to, to support the time it takes for you to actually fall asleep. Um, it can help you to sleep longer. So like more, uh, we call that sleep efficiency. Um, and it can prevent you from waking up. And yeah. personally, I like that. I, I, the ashwagandha prevents me from waking up and snacking in the middle of the night. <laughs> just, just a little confession there. We all have our issues. Well and so, yeah. Oh gosh, I wish I had. I wish I had that on film, watching you snack in the middle of the night. Look, you can. We you have a security camera. Get, get. I want the Blake. I want the security camera. I, he I knows. To... He talks about me. That's my husband, Blake. He, yeah, he comments every once in a while because you know he's he's he always hears, watching. He, he hears you in there. You're probably banging. You're banging the fridge, pots, pads. Who knows? You're probably making a whole meal. <laughs> oh, just little snacks, just a little something. What about you mentioned the clocks and the the peripheral clocks, right? The clocks in the cells. Yes. Um, there's, I, I know there's some research going on there, but there is a uh, the peel of a specific citrus fruit, right? What tell us about that? Yes, um, that extract is known as nobilitin. And it can help to, basically, it's just helping to support the expression of genes, that genetic material inside of the cell that controls the rhythms for each cell or that tissue um, or that organ. So, you know, if we're talking about the pancreas, it's helping to support the expression of genes or proteins that's going to help to manage blood sugar levels. Um, if we're talking about the kidneys, the genes that's going to help to support um, blood pressure. Did I say yeah. blood sugar with yeah. the pancreas? It's, blood okay. it's most blood pressure, right? Yeah. Is yes. That yeah. Wait. So what? that's so the the pancreas those helping to support the genes to control blood sugar, blood and sugar, the kidneys, yeah. blood pressure, yes, and so go. forth and so on. Um, so yes, in research, about 50 milligrams of nobilitin can help with those peripheral clocks. And, um, and it works well with melatonin because yeah. melatonin is working on the central clock. Nobilitin is helping with the peripheral clocks, which is really controlling metabolism, controlling body functions. Yeah. And listen, we're talking about this now that, you know, we're moving back, back, or we have moved back to standard time. Humans playing around with the clocks again. We're getting all crazy. At the end of the day, this is really about circadian health. And it's not, it's important to think about all the time, right? I mean, this is, again, it's a foundational function in your body that actually has an influence on all these other things and pillars we think are so important, like cortisol and stress, like sleep and melatonin, uh, cardiovascular health, right? I mean, that your circadian rhythm plays a role in maintaining the health of those systems. So keep this in mind that this is important, I think, for all of us to consider at all times. 
Very true. Absolutely. I'm happy you said that, Dr. Mike, because it's not just the shift workers. You know, we focused on that. And it's not just during this time of the year where everything's thrown off. You know, it's the everyday um, inputs of light that we are receiving at night from our phones and our TVs and everything like that that's inhibiting the natural production of melatonin. So it should be yeah. an everyday focus. Absolutely. Refreshing, restorative sleep is vital to health. We all know that. And so jet lag, shift work, daylight savings, aging itself can affect all of that. Um, and so consider melatonin. I mean, I think that's a great place to start right there. Get 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 that central clock uh, back in gear. Get a good, get a good night's sleep, right? That right. everybody needs a it needs a good night's sleep. Fantastic topic, um, Dr. Crystal. Thanks for joining me. And don't forget, you can uh, listen to this again. You can go to liveforeverish.com and download it. You can download it all you want and listen to it multiple times. Keep learning, right? We also have right. other shows there. You can download a whole bunch of stuff. And whatever you do, we ask that you 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 know like it, you, you comment, because we love to hear what you have to say. Please share it. That's how it spreads around. But here's the thing. Go ahead and become a subscriber to Live Foreverish. That way you never miss a show. That's at liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.